Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast. In today's episode, Imagine Music Festival finally made its return after a two-year hiatus and after quite a controversial history and its reputation online. I did get to attend this year as a vendor working with Beatbox Beverages, which was a first for me, so I did get to see a whole new side to what goes into the behind the scenes of live events, which was really interesting. Um, in today's episode, I'm going to be diving into every aspect of this event, so I'm going to be breaking down all the different categories of Imagine, sharing my pros and cons list with you, discussing some of the issues that we ran into at the event, and addressing some of the criticism that Imagine has received in the past. Um, But do I recommend Imagine overall? You guys are going to have to stick around to the end to find out. Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, a podcast dedicated to fans of EDM and music festival culture. My name is Emma Capotis, a festival fanatic and dance music enthusiast who turned my passion for raving into an online career working with some of the biggest names in the industry. Festival tips, advice, hot topics, industry news, music, and more are all discussed here. Think of me as your unofficial rave mom here to help you navigate the EDM community and festival world. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. All right, fam, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast. I'm super excited to kick off today's episode. We have so much to get into. This is a lot to unpack, and I know that a lot of you probably listening have maybe attended Imagine or you're considering it in the future. Um, Some of you might have read some stuff online about it because Imagine uh, definitely has had its fair share of criticism in the past, so I want to keep this super real and honest with you guys. I'm going to tell you everything that I experienced, um, as well as share some of your experiences as well, because I got to meet a lot of you guys in person. Um, But a couple quick updates before we dive into my full recap of the festival. Um, So I am looking for your submissions. I've got a couple episodes coming up that are going to be reading your stories. So the first topic I'm going to be diving into is comparing the first rave you went to versus the last rave you went to. So I kind of want to talk about your evolution as a raver. Like how did you start and how is it going now? So for those submissions, like, you know, what type of music did you start with? What was your first show? What do you listen to now? How do you feel like, you know, more as a veteran raver? Like let me know how your growth of a raver has happened. So how it started versus how it's going. And then the second topic, I really want to tackle toxic rave friends and peer pressure in the rave scene because I do get people who frequently reach out to me about this topic and they're always asking for advice on what to do with toxic friends or, you know, how to handle situations where people are peer pressuring them into doing something they're uncomfortable with. And I really want to talk about that. So If you have ever dealt with any of those scenarios, please write in and share your story. I'm also more than happy to give advice. So if you guys have questions about toxic rave groups or situations of peer pressure, I'm also going to be reading your questions and giving some advice on those topics as well. So you can write into both. You can write into one or the other or neither, whatever you want. Please send your emails to raveculturecast at gmail.com raveculturecast at gmail.com. That is where I'm going to be looking for all of your stories. Um, So please send those in in the next few weeks. 
Um, other than that, you guys, I am excited to share that in our Facebook group community, I was able to add the chat feature, which is super sick. So essentially, it's similar to Discord where we're able to create um, different like messaging chats about certain topics. So I have chats in there for like house heads and bass heads and music recommendations and different festival chats. So those are all popping off right now. So if you're not in our Facebook group yet, I will leave all of our social links down below if you want to come join the community. All right, all that is out of the way. We are going to dive straight into the review now. All right, friends, so let me give you a quick background um, as to why I was at Imagine this year. So I work for Beatbox Beverages full time. Um, I am the community manager now, which is awesome. So I have I took my full time role now. I think it's been three weeks, if not a month, but I've been working with Beatbox since April. Um, so Beatbox obviously is like probably the number one festival drink. We have a presence at a lot of live events. That's like the core of our um, mission as a company. So I have the opportunity now, which is amazing, to be able to attend events on behalf of Beatbox. Um, it's This one was an instance of a volunteer basis. So essentially, um, if you guys were in the campgrounds, there was a new renegade stage this year that my friends um, helped organize. Um, it was a part of like Camp ATL. It was a really cool um, experience through the Ascend series and hopefully they will be back in the future. So essentially they came to me and they were looking for sponsors and I was able to connect Beatbox with them. And so we added um, a tent activation at their campgrounds and we needed more staff to staff this new area in the, in the campground. So I was like, you know what? I made this connection happen. Like I'm more than happy to go out there and, you know, work on behalf of Beatbox. So that's why I was there. Um, I literally found this out like 10 days before Imagine. So I've never felt so unprepared <laughs> for a festival in my life. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. I just have to say this, but I packed the smallest carry-on bag I've ever packed in my life. I literally packed as if I was like going away for like a casual weekend. Like I didn't bring any of my festival stuff other than my lunchbox hydration pack. I brought all like normal like clothes I would wear out on the weekend. I didn't bring a pashmina. Like I literally didn't bring anything. And once I got there, I was like, why the fuck did I do that? <laughs> like I should have just packed as if I was going to a festival. But because I was working it as a vendor, I like it. I just didn't pack as if I was packing for a festival. So that was something I ran into all weekend. I had to like buy a festival outfit there. I had to buy a pashmina because it was super dusty. So that was just like comical. So if you see my vlogs, like I'm just in very casual clothing like all weekend long. And honestly, I didn't hate it. It was really nice. So quickly, I want to talk about Imagine's history. I'm not going to brush over this. We need to address it. Imagine has had quite a controversial past. I mainly think it's because of their customer service. Um, so in 2020, obviously the event didn't happen. And then last year I was a plan I was planning to go in 2021. Um, and the event was canceled like literally two days before because of weather issues. And you know, I don't really know what happened with that, but there was a lot of issues with people getting their money back and not refunding people for certain things and people were really angry about it and their response um it was kind of a lack of response in my opinion like we're deleting comments and things like that and they were not addressing it head on and so I was really unhappy with how they handled their customer service and how they treated their fans so I had made a personal decision that I would not go back. I was a part of the influencer program in 2019 and I did have a really good time in 2019. Um, this is when it was in the raceway and overall like I did have issues with that event like 
it seems to be the running theme here that there are always logistical issues with Imagine, but a lot of festivals have logistical issues. But 2019 overall experience, I you can go back and watch my review and my vlogs. Like I had a great time. Um, it was just one of those things I was like, checked that off of my festival list. I don't really need to go back again kind of thing. You know what I mean? But when the beatbox thing happened, I was like, you know what? I will give it one more shot and I will go do this because it's a festival. So let's do it. So um, I was asked to do the influencer program this year. I said no. Um, so just letting you guys know that again, like I wasn't planning on representing the festival or anything like that. I had just like made a personal decision about that. I, I felt like the trust really needed to like be built back up for me personally. So a lot of you guys had like tagged me in things and I didn't really openly talk about it. It was just a decision I had made personally, quietly, because um, I don't really feel the need to like throw shade at a festival or anything like that. But I'm glad I went and you guys are going to hear why, but I that's why I'm saying like I'm never going to kiss ass a festival. I'm going to tell you my honest opinion about it and I hope you guys appreciate that, but there is a lot to dive into. So I'm breaking this into categories so we can talk about everything. Um, so that is my background and why I decided to go this year. So let's dive into the aspects of this festival. So the venue. This was a brand new venue that they um, decided to move to. So it was no longer in the raceway that it used to be in. This was about, I think it was like a f an hour drive outside of the Atlanta airport. Um, it was way more like out in nature, like out in the farmland. Um, <clears throat> the first thing I noticed when we went there on Thursday to set up um, our beatbox tents was like how much space like I literally couldn't believe it it was just like all these big rolling hills it was really beautiful um the space like stages were so spread out like the campground size was fucking massive like I literally couldn't believe how big this location was so that was my first thought about it it was really beautiful at nighttime I'm not gonna lie like the sunsets over the hills were like really stunning um I personally liked this venue a lot more than the raceway so I would like to see them keep it here um, a couple other things about it. Um, the dust was insane. You have to bring a pashmina or um, a mask or something like that. Uh, there's just like, you know, there's golf carts driving around like all this stuff and it's like kicking up all the dirt because the paths in between the stages are dirt and like gravel. So make sure you prepare for that. Um, there was not enough shade that is on my cons list, but I'll quickly touch on that. All of the stages pretty much were in like direct sunlight the entire time and it was excruciatingly hot during the day. So that was one thing to take note of. Um, definitely bring like a parasol, a hat, sunglasses, sunscreen, all of that. Um, I had to just like sit in the shade anywhere I could and I felt so bad for the poor Disco Inferno stage which was the house stage because it was literally just the sun was just beating down on it all day and like the sets were completely empty until like 7 30 at night because no one wanted to stand in the sun so you'll see like in all my vlogs all the people are just chilling under the tr trees just like vibing out in the shade because they like didn't want to stand in the direct sunlight so that's one thing I will say I hope they add more shading structures next year for sure and around the stages as well um but you had like the main stage, which was a really big area. And then directly across was the Disco Inferno stage. That was kind of like the main area. Then when you went up the hill, kind of tucked back in this corner, it was the smallest stage. It was the area stage, really vibey. It was at the top of the hill. Um, it had like all these trees around it, like 
super beautiful. And then all the way at the back end of the festival, which was closest to the campgrounds, was the Amazonia stage. Um, And then that one had this, it was like at the bottom of the hill, but it was really cool. It was almost like an amphitheater. Like there were all these like, um, I can't, stairs, like stairs stacked up. So you had like a really amazing view of the stage if you wanted to like go sit on the hill. Um, But you did have to like trek all the way up this hill every time you wanted to go back into the festival. So um, no sound bleed, which was amazing. The other thing I will say is I definitely was privileged with this event because I was a vendor and because I had friends working for the festival. Um, You know, I got extremely lucky that I got golf cart rides every now and then which was amazing so I I do want to acknowledge that because I think it's important for me to talk about both sides of the event like the fan experience but then also like what you get to experience when you have like um, a higher level wristband if you know what I mean like I had an an artist guest passed so there are certain amenities which I feel like you have to acknowledge that you get that change your experience you know what I mean um So the golf cart came in a lot of handy when we needed to get to the campgrounds because it was so such a far walk. (laughs) Like the renegade stage was literally the opposite end. It was so far out there. Like I can't we walked there one day and it took forever. So that was the venue. Um, Music and production. Honestly, the lineup is probably one of the biggest draws of Imagine. I think that's why they get a lot of people attending it. Like you've really big, big names. What I found out of the whole weekend, which was kind of nice, was it was very bass heavy. Like majority of the people I felt like there were going for bass music. Um, But I liked that because I did get to experience like a couple artists I've never seen before. So I went and saw like Ellis Dream and Liquid Stranger. I caught like Boogie T, Back to Back Dirt Monkey. Like I would normally never go to that. Um, So it was kind of nice to like change up the pace a little bit and kind of experience more of like a bass music festival. Um, Okay, and then other things I will say about production, lasers. Lasers, lasers, lasers. I remembered this from 2019. One of my favorite aspects of it was the main stage production and they still like kept up with that. Um, The lasers were absolutely incredible. Some of the best I've ever seen. Um, The house stage was pretty cool. I did spend a lot of time there. Um, The Disco Inferno stage. Sorry if you guys hear noises in the background. My dog is playing with his bone behind me (laughs) he's making noise hold on anyways um yeah the disco inferno stage was cool i wish they had more lighting on the artist like the artist was kind of like very much in the dark at nighttime and you couldn't really see them at all but i did like the led like the screens that they had behind it and it was this like ufo spaceship with these like big tentacles coming out um imagine likes their inflatables that is for sure a majority of their stages have like big inflatables and then the area stage was um like all this paneling which was pretty cool and again very vibey and then the amazonia stage had um the screens and the lasers again which were really cool um i want to talk production wise i want to talk about the art installations really quickly so i remembered in 2019 that they did have a lot of muralists like a lot of artists were painting things they did have some installations there Uh, They definitely like leaned into that again for this festival Um, at the top of the hill near the vendor village area, which was really cool. They did have um, like these big inflatable things that you could go inside of. Um, And then they had like various art installations here and there, some like really trippy stuff. I definitely think there was like a psychedelic nature to this festival, which was kind of cool. So I wrote down as a note, even more of this. Like, I want more of that in the future. There's so much space at this festival. I want even, like, 
more shit that I can go like interact with or sit under like more artwork, more art installations, more trippier stuff. Like I would love to see them go crazy with that next year because they have the space for it. Um, the other area that was cool is the Imaginarium area. So I want to see even more use of this in the future. I'm not sure if they had that many like workshops or things going on there, but it was this like kind of like quiet little area tucked in the corner that had this big beautiful tree and they had all these like gorgeous lanterns in it and they put all these like little chairs around the tree so you could just like sit down and relax um, and that was supposed to be like more of like a calming kind of area so it was really cool I want them to do even more more of that in the future um, but overall music production I would say is a highlight of this event uh, I'll talk best sets really quickly. I tried to do a top 10, but I really just had a top eight because I was running around a lot at this festival. So I didn't really see like full sets for the majority. I did like kind of pop in and out. Um, but my number eight set was Jero. I finally got to see Jero. He is an Anjuna artist very like deep melodic house he was at the area stage like loved what I saw of him would love to see him again very vibey number seven is Ghost Rider which is Ghastly and Joyride um their back-to-back alias that they do super bouncy amazing like uplifting house but then you get some like the darker shit from Ghastly in there like they tore up main stage that was so much fun um number six I had Grizz you can't you can't have not have a good time like Grizz is just so soulful and funky and fun and I would say like a lot of people were at Imagine to see Grizz. We went up pretty far um, far right at main stage to see him and he was just a vibe. It was super funky and fun. Love to see him. Number five set for me was Seven Lions. Of course, he's on this list. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't play the festival but the Ophelia fam did do a takeover of the Thursday night pre-party which was really fun. So um, I got to see like Gem and Tori and Midas and Seven Lions. Everybody was incredible. I got super lit at the pre-party <laughs> and I just like sang my heart out. I cried. I laughed. Like it was amazing. So you can't go wrong with Seven Lions. Number four, I have Habstract. Um, again, Habstract is more on like the bouncy base, base house side. I believe he was Friday night. He was at Disco Inferno. Stayed for the whole set. I can't miss him like he reminded me like why I really enjoy him seeing him live so that was so much fun and then the top three top three not that it was easy but these artists like really stood out number three was John Summit of course like I was gonna go see somebody else because I was like Emma you see John Summit all the time but he's one of my favorite artists for a reason and I caught the whole set and it reminded me like it's a can't miss like I don't care who's conflicting with him he mixes it up every single time he always throws in different remixes of his popular songs. Like I just love his music so much and it was such a vibe and I'm so glad I didn't miss it. And he played like some darker like techno shit. So I was like, mm, just all the stank face. Number one and two were hard, but number two, I'm going to put my man Dom Dalla. Oh, Dom Dalla is like my artist of the year, you guys. I love him so much. He was the last set on Sunday. I have never shuffled so hard in my fucking life. Like I shuffled to every single song this man's played. I love his music. I probably listen to him the most frequently just like on an everyday basis. So that was amazing. And then what made it even better is 
I was kind of being like shy about meeting artists and like going backstage. I don't know why. I just like don't like to take advantage of that kind of thing. But my friend was like, do you want to go backstage and say hi to him? And I was like, yes, I really do want to say hi to him. So I went back there and I literally, I had interviewed him at EDC Vegas, right? And I was, I had this whole plan in my head. I was like, Emma, like tell him like you met him at EDC Vegas and like remind him of the interview, blah, blah, blah. Like thinking he would have no idea who the fuck I am. And I'm like walking up the stairs to go like say hi. And he immediately goes, oh, hey, like you interviewed me at EDC Vegas, right? Like, how's it going? And I was like, what the fuck? He remembers me. It was so wild. He was so nice, like could not have been nicer. Um, He was like, oh, you just interviewed my friend Ali, Azeka at ARC, like great video. And we like chatted. He introduced me to his manager. We took a picture, literally the nicest guy in the entire world. So that like made my whole night. And I went home just like on a high from meeting Dom Dalla again. So that was so cool. And then my number one set of the whole weekend is Cascade. Speechless. Like, literally speechless, guys. If you haven't seen Cascade in a while, you need to bring it back. Like, you need to go see him. I know he's, like, literally one of the best dance music artists of all time. Like, his career spans many, many years. But because of his new project with KX5, with Deadmau5, I didn't expect so much techno in his set on main stage and I was like fucking floored. It was the best set I've ever seen Cascade do point blank period. I will never miss him again. Like it just solidified in my brain. This is why he's the goat. Like this is fantastic. He played so much KX5. Um, He played some of his older songs like Disarm You and I was in my feels plus the lasers and the production on main stage like chef's kiss it was fantastic it was the best set of the weekend in my opinion so that is everything there um a couple more things I want to break down for you guys here let's talk food and drink um pricing was pretty insane at this festival I will say like I spent around like 18 to 20 bucks per meal and that was like seemed to be the pricing on a lot of food so that was really freaking expensive in my opinion Um, and as for drinks, like this is why I drink beatboxes at festivals because like literally two gets me super lit because they're such high alcohol content. Um, but like beatboxes were, I think like 18 bucks there, which the festival sets the pricing guys, by the way, on on beatboxes behalf, we do not set the pricing at festivals. So I apologize for that, but we don't do that. Um, but in general, Monster was a sponsor of this event. So there was like, usually I, I maybe will drink like a Red Bull vodka, but they just had like Monster drinks there. Um, but yeah, I really just drank beatboxes the whole weekend. I do two a day and like I'm feeling fantastic. So that's what I stuck to all weekend. I tried food wise though. I had chicken wings on Friday and mac and cheese that were bomb. I had spring rolls and shrimp, shrimp tempura one day that was really good. Um, I tried, oh, I got like a Nashville hot chicken sandwich with fries on Sunday. That was probably my favorite thing that I ate. So there overall, there was a good amount of food. Um, They had a cool tiki bar station that was cool. They had like iced coffee trucks that was really nice. So nice range of food, I would say. Just pricing was crazy. Okay, let's chat transportation. This is something we really need to talk about. Okay, so if you are planning on going to Imagine Music Festival next year, in my opinion, this is what I would do. I would either drive, get a designated driver, please, and drive and pay for the daily parking or I would do shuttles as your backup. Do not, under any circumstances, try to take an Uber 
or rely on rideshare in any kind and I will explain why in a second. Um, so because we were staff, we had staff parking passes which was really nice so my coworkers drove us in and out every day. Um, next year I will be renting my own car like if I plan on going back I would definitely be doing that um, but there is daily parking so the because of the location you're kind of in the middle of nowhere there's not a lot of rideshare avail- availability and there's basically this one road that you go down that everybody takes so the shuttles cars like you go down this one road so I did hear that that kind of like backed up a lot of the shuttles so I would personally get a driving like drive and get a parking pass um do the shuttles the uber basically what happened is Saturday I found myself in a situation where I really needed to get back to my hotel and I couldn't get a hold of my coworker, and so I tried calling an uber for like 35 minutes and there was absolutely nothing nothing like no ubers around at all and luckily my friends had an RV and let me sleep in their RV, but like that could have been a very dangerous situation if I didn't have anywhere to sleep or go. So that was kind of scary. And then I was like going on the website to see if there were any shuttle passes left and there were no shuttle passes left. So make sure you are prepared with your transportation beforehand is all I'm trying to say. The shuttles were, you know, did not go out off without a hitch like I did hear from some subscribers that there were issues with the shuttles I think somebody had told me that one of their shuttle drivers like I think it was the I don't know if it was the pre-party on Friday but they like went in the wrong direction or didn't know where to drop them and drop them like really far away from the entrance and then I also heard that like things were taking forever and there were mix-ups so like you know EDC also has severe issues with their shuttles so there's always like something going on but um Hopefully they can work out the shuttle situation next year and like figure all of that out. Um, The next thing that I want to go into is accommodations for this event. So there's a couple different ways you could go about addressing accommodations for Imagine. Um, Two options. One, you can camp. This is a massive camping festival now. Like I said, the campgrounds were huge. There was so much space for GA camping Then they had VIP camping, they had a huge RV section, then they had RVs with power, like there were definitely multiple layers of things you could get and then there was an entire like influencer camp, um, which I found out like days before, but like anybody that was a part of their influencer program had this whole like section in the campgrounds too, that was like a whole thing, Um, but definitely a big camping festival. I would encourage you to do that if you guys are into that. Um, Just make sure you bring canopies because there's literally no shade anywhere in sight in the campgrounds and it was super hot. So people were like, I saw a lot of people with like tapestries and really cool setups of like shading structures. So definitely do that. Um, I heard like the VIP section was, it was a little bit closer to the main like campgrounds or the main like main street area. Um, And you did have separate like showers, bathrooms, all that kind of stuff. So I think it might be worth it to spend the money to do VIP. Um, uh, I did hear that again, like people were getting backed up a little bit with camping and they were like holding people sometimes. So that was a little bit tricky. But your other option, which I would do in the future again, is staying in a hotel. So our drive was about like 22 to 25 minutes away in Cartersville, which is where a lot of the shuttles were going to and from. So I did run into a lot of people that were also staying at hotels in Cartersville. Um, I really liked that. I liked going home and getting, you know, a good night's sleep for the most part-ish. I kind of didn't sleep that much, but having like air conditioning and a shower every single night because it was I was feeling 
hella crusty, you guys. Like it was so freaking dirty and dusty. So I got my shower every night. Um, and again, like we had our own car. So I would personally do a hotel and drive again next time. But the camping, like it's just so convenient and it's so nice that you don't have to like deal with anything else. So last thing I want to mention before I take a quick break here is the vibes and the people. I think people go back to Imagine Music Festival because of the people who go to Imagine Music Festival. I did not have a single bad interaction in the crowd. Everybody was so nice, so cool. They handled their shit. I didn't have a problem with anyone. Um, Again, it was very spaced out. So you had plenty of space at all the stages. Like no one was bumping into each other. The amount of space at the house stage, you guys, like I couldn't believe it. Again, because it was very bass heavy, I just don't think there were as many people there for house music. John Summit was probably the most crowded out of the whole weekend, but there was so much room at the house sets and they were like massive artists playing. So I loved it, but everyone had so much fun and it was pretty wild because I had people texting me at home being like, oh my God. I'm hearing all these horrible things about Imagine, blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm just like standing there chatting with people and we're like having a great fucking time. So it just goes to show you like just because people are writing all these really negative things online, that doesn't mean that that's the experience that we're having at the festival. Yes, I did bump into plenty of people who had lots of frustrations with the event. Like I talked to some people who had issues getting home the night before or people who got stuck at the pool party and didn't get into the pool party. Like there were for sure speed bumps along the road but there are so many speed bumps at other festivals too you know what I mean like EDC has had its fair shares of issues and I've ran into issues at Ultra so I, I didn't feel like it was any more than like what I've dealt with at other events but the people and the vibes awesome the totem culture was great everyone was having a good time everyone treated each other so well like I had so many good conversations with people so like I do remember that was the case in 2019. So that seems to be like the reoccurring theme. Like the people and the energy and the vibes are what make this festival amazing. Plus like the lineup and the production. So that is everything I have as far as the breakdown, you guys. I'm going to take a super quick break here and then I'm going to comment on some of the issues that Imagine Music Festival had this year and then my tips if you plan on attending next year. All right, fam, I want to share a quick message from some friends of the podcast, Lunchbox. So you guys may know that Lunchbox is the only hydration pack that I will bring to festivals. I have been a part of the team for over three years now and absolutely love my pack. Um, A couple features that are my favorite, it is made of ballistic nylon, so it is cut proof. Um, And then all of the zippers are inverted, so none of them face the outside of the bag. And then they also have zipper clips. So I literally never have to worry that all my cameras, my equipment, everything is completely safe. I have never had anything stolen from me in the three years that I've actually no, it's been more than three years that I've used this hydration pack. Um, The water refill system is also my favorite because it's no longer like the screw top bladders, which I never could figure out on my Camelback. 
It's a simple pouch of like a little snap on and snap off that is super easy to refill. It's on the side of the bag. You can keep your bag on you while you're refilling it. So that's super easy. But um, I'm absolutely in love with the fam. It's an incredible bag, guys. Totally worth the money. Uh, if you want to save $11 off your pack, use code CAPOTUS. It's the only code that will give you money off your pack. So code CAPOTUS to save $11 off your lunchbox hydration pack. All right, guys, let's dive back into the episode. Okay, fam, so now we're going to address some of the issues that happen because like I said, we're not going to like, just because I had an amazing experience doesn't mean that like all of these things didn't happen along the way. So number one issue, which everyone I think knows about at this point is the water issue. So basically Thursday, we do our thing, we set up everything for beatbox and then we go to the pre-party and at the time... Um, we had had like water bottles provided to us because we were staff. So we like put the water bottles away, but then we go into the pre-party and we're walking around trying to find the water refill stations and there's none in sight and we're like walking and walking and nobody can seem to tell us where the free water is. And then I end up texting a friend and he goes, uh, the water is not up to code. Like the health department did not clear the water. It is not drinkable at this time. And I'm getting flashbacks of watching the Woodstock 99 documentary, which I talked about on the podcast. If any of you guys watch that, like people literally got trench mouth because they were drinking water that had feces in it in the Woodstock documentary. So in my brain, I'm like, oh, I'm not. That's disgusting. Like we're not touching the water. And like word got around very fast about that. And like that is inexcusable. Like a, a festival in that heat cannot not have free clean drinking water for their patrons so I thought they were going to be in big 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 trouble with the weekend starting that way um so we just stuck to water bottles I just bought water bottles at the bars that they had there um the other issue was the security guards were making people empty out their hydration packs so people from the campgrounds couldn't even bring their water that they bought into the pre-party so they definitely need to address that next year and like figure out that situation um It was addressed. Imagine talked about it first thing in the morning. The water was cleaned and it was drinkable the rest of the weekend. So in my opinion, they did clear that situation up pretty quickly. I personally drank water bottles the rest of the weekend because I just didn't want to chance it. Um, But that's just what my decision was with that. So that was like the probably number one issue. The other thing that got around really quickly um, that Festive Owl posted about was the pool party entry on Saturday. So they completely oversold the Cascade pool party, which also is inexcusable. Um, Mind you, this pool party, like I hope they do some improvements to it next year because again, I had to go to work the event because Beatbox was sponsoring the pool party. Um, It was in the direct sunlight. There was no shade. It was boiling fucking hot to even be around the pool that I like literally would just go up there, take a few photos and then like go hide in the shade again. So like they they need like shading structures at this pool next year. Um, They oversold the party and people were online to get into the Cascade pool party for I don't even know how long. And there is this massive line and they weren't letting any more people in. So if I spent like my money on the pool party and you told me I couldn't go into it I would be rightfully so like really pissed off and you're also standing in the heat boiling heat with no shade so that was pretty fucked up I also heard some stories about people getting like huge wait lines at the front gate 
Um, the festival opened at 3 and there were a couple people commenting on Reddit that they literally didn't let them in until 3.40 and there was like no reason given as to why they were just holding them. So that was weird. So definitely some issues with security across the board. I'm hearing a lot on Reddit about issues with security. Um, so you know, whoever is contracted for that, hopefully Imagine can address those issues and use a different company next year because that's like unacceptable as well to have your fans treated in a certain way. Um, The no Ubers, like I talked about, I'm sure people got them. I did get an Uber to the festival one day. So if you're coming from the hotels, you can easily call an Uber near the hotel where there are a lot of cars and you can get dropped off easily. But the day that I did that, I jumped out of my Uber and this like kid was sitting on the side there and he like popped up and was like, was that an Uber? Can I like jump in it? So it it almost seemed like you could get there by Uber, but you literally could not leave by Uber. Shuttle issues, like I told you, people, there was like not a lack of signage. People didn't really know where to go. Um, Long waits, things like that, that I heard with the shuttles. And then the last thing that I will address on this is... um, for VIP, I ran into some some subscribers on Thursday night at the pool party, at the pre-party, sorry, who were paid for VIP camping. And I was like, oh, hey, guys, like, how's it going so far? Like, what do you guys think? And they were like, well, it's okay. Like, the VIP showers and bathrooms that we paid for are not open or usable yet. So, like, they were pretty annoyed that they couldn't, like, use them. Obviously, that was fixed over the course of the weekend, but they were a little bit pissed. So overall, my thoughts on that is like typically the Thursday, like if you're at a camping festival, typically the Thursday, the first day, there's always issues that is not like exclusive to imagine. Like at Camp EDC, if you remember, the VIP people didn't have any of their bedding set up on Thursday. Uh, I believe water wasn't running for three hours at Camp EDC one time. Um, at Electric Forest on Thursday, there were some like issues with Main Street, like stuff was still being set up. So I don't think that's exclusive to imagine like logistical issues at festivals on the first day happen. Um, but that's why we do this is I hope that they can kind of like learn and grow and make, you know, better choices next year and get things figured out a little bit quicker. But those are kind of like the main issues that I saw across the board. So some tips if you plan on attending next year, I think just going in prepared, you guys, I hope this like enlightens you and helps you feel more prepared so you can kind of like work through some of the stuff that happens. So bring plenty of water bottles if you are camping, guys, plenty of water, electrolytes, Gatorades, whatever you need, bring earplugs for sleeping. The one night I slept in the RV with my friends, um, I didn't have my silicone earplugs and I literally couldn't sleep because the RVs next to us were blasting music until five in the morning. Definitely bring earplugs. You need a canopy or some sort of shading structure if you are in the campgrounds. There is no shade whatsoever. It is in a field with direct sunlight. So bring plenty of shading structures if you're camping. Um... I would personally rent a car and drive yourself with a designated driver or I would do the shuttle passes. I would not count on rideshare at all. Bring a hat, a parasol, fan, neck fan, like anything you need to cool yourself down. I can't even stress enough how hot it was. Um, And then on the flip side, pack stuff to stay warm at night because it goes from boiling hot to like pretty cool at night. So I ended up buying pants and I bought a pashmina just to keep myself warm one night. Um, But it goes from like very hot to cold. So make sure that you have like blankets and everything in your your tent to like keep you warm at night because I did have people saying that one night they were literally like freezing their asses off. So 
that is my tips for next year. Last thing I'm going to address here, guys, my pros and cons list of Imagine Music Festival. So let's hit pros first. My number one pro of Imagine is the crowd and the vibes. The crowd makes this festival. I met so many cool people, did not have an issue with a single person. Everyone was friendly, was there to have a good time. So many quirky characters, so many good totems. Like people, people were just like having a great time. It was really fun. Uh, My second favorite thing is the venue and the view. I really like this change for Imagine. I thought it was a beautiful venue. So much space, no sound bleed. Um, I just really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Just more shading structures. Uh, The lineup, you really can't go wrong with the lineup. The music was fucking incredible. If you are into bass music, guys, you would really, really like this festival. There's a lot of good options for bass music fans. Um, The campgrounds and the renegade stage. So this was completely new this year. Um, The renegade stage was all the way in the back corner of the festival and it was awesome. They had music playing all during the day and then their after parties were freaking wild. On Friday, there was an insane Wakan B5B. Oh, let's see if I can remember. It was Sully, Champagne Drip, G-Rex, uh, oh gosh, I knew I was going to forget. Sully, Champagne Drip, G-Rex, Lucid, and Peekaboo all showed up, played a surprise back-to-back together. It was so fucking insane. It was wild. Um, Lizzie Jane dropped by one day. John Summit rolled through. Like, it was crazy. So the campgrounds were really fun. Definitely check out the Renegade stage next year. Oh, I didn't mention this. A pro, clean porta potties Guys, this is such a big pro. Clean bathrooms. All the GA bathrooms were cleaned. They had toilet paper. I never had like a gross bathroom experience. I was very proud of them. And that's something to highlight because some festivals do not do that. I actually, in the VIP area at Main Stage, those trailer bathrooms smelled grosser and were more disgusting to me than the GA bathrooms were. And there were plenty of porta potties throughout this festival. So that was like claps for that, imagine. Um, the VIP area at Main Stage, I would say, is a pro. It was fucking huge. There was so much space. There was a really cool bar with like a tent and all these chandeliers at the top of the hill. And then they had plenty of food and bars and like different interactive areas. And then they had a table, like table VIP area. So the VIP area at Main Stage was really cool. Um, And then the Vendor Village, like I mentioned, they had tons of shopping, plenty of stuff you could buy, um, lots of food and drink options. So I really liked the vendors that they had at this event. And last, lastly, I would say the artwork. Um, I loved the artwork. I really liked the art installations that they had and I want them to do even more of this in the future. Now to my cons list. These are my biggest cons of Imagine Music Festival. Um, Number one, I would say the dust. I mean, you kind of can't avoid it. A lot of festivals are really dusty. Um, Just please bring pashminas and masks, you guys. Like your lungs are going to be caked in dust. Um, The heat, not much you can do with Atlanta in September other than just be prepared for it. But there were not enough shading structures, in my opinion. All the stages were into the direct sunlight. So people like weren't even watching the sets like during the day. They were like finding any shade from the trees that they could. So please more shading structures for people in the future. Even a cool down zone 
misters, something to make it like more bearable for people would be great. Um, cons, obviously, rideshare is pretty much unusable, I'd imagine. Um, the water situation, not having clean drinking water the first night of the pre-party was an issue. And I would say food pricing. It was pretty expensive being like 18 to $21 per meal that I bought. It's really expensive for an event. So those are kind of like the main main cons. Other than that, I would just say communication and customer service, again, with Imagine, I feel like could be improved. I'd love to see them just address issues head on um, rather than deleting comments and things like that. So I think just building back people's trust is a big thing that Imagine can work on. But I did really enjoy this event. So do I recommend Imagine? Would I go back? What I tell you guys to go back? That's the big question. And we're going to dive into that right after this break. All right, fam, before I give you my final word on Imagine Music Festival, I wanted to give you a quick reminder of everywhere that you can connect with Rave Culture Cast. So we are at Rave Culture Cast on all platforms. We also have an incredible Facebook group and a Discord. So come drop in there and chat with the fam, meet new friends. I am popping in there regularly just to chat with you guys and get your feedback on episodes and all kinds of things. So definitely feel free to join our groups over there. Um, We are also available on YouTube. If you guys want to watch the episodes, um, definitely come drop by YouTube. I've got some fun things in store for us as well, you guys. So stay tuned. That is the best place to um, be updated is the Facebook group and the Discord. They're going to hear it first. So Thank you guys so much for being a part of this community. And now let's get back into the Imagine Review. Okay, fam. So would I recommend Imagine Music Festival to you guys? I really, really thought long and hard about this because of its history and some of the issues they've had. Like I understand that I have like a trust level with you so I want to like make sure that I'm giving you my honest opinions overall after my 2022 experience I would say yes I would go back to imagine um I would just come in like over prepared for sure um I just really liked the vibes. I really liked the people and I found myself a couple times throughout the weekend being like, I wish my rave fam was here. Like I think they would really like this experience. So that's how I knew I would want to go back. I think the change in venue, um, I liked that better than the raceway. Like the raceway to me just felt kind of like a smaller festival and this change to this venue with the size of the campgrounds and the after parties I just felt like it was more of an experience and like you kind of felt more immersed in the environment and it felt more like a camping festival, which I really like that energy now. So I would go back. Um, I would probably do a hotel again though, just because I was working. So I would personally rent a car and pay for daily parking and I would do a hotel in Cartersville again, just because I like to have that like quiet time and shower and things like that outside of the event. But if I were camping, um, I would just make sure you have plenty of water bottles. Like I said, shading structures, canopies. I'd probably opt for VIP camping or honestly, I would pay for an RV because the RV area was pretty stacked and you were a little bit closer to some of this stuff. And then that way you can like have the power hookup if you want to do that and air conditioning, which would be really nice. So you could opt for that as well. Um, I also just to avoid some of the lines and security issues that people dealt with, I probably would go not go like as soon as the gates open. But I think some of the days we walked into the festival around like 
435 and the lines like were not that crazy and it was pretty easy to go in so I would maybe not go first thing I personally I don't know if I would recommend the pool parties to be honest with you like if you really like the artist playing maybe go but it was just so boiling hot during the day and there was no shade people were just like baking in the sun and it was a pretty small pool like it wasn't that full guys I didn't think it was anything spectacular so I personally would not recommend the pool parties only if you really love the artist or maybe even like pay the money for cabana because those were in the shade but I wouldn't recommend the pool parties personally um I did enjoy myself I did have a really good time the vibes and the people make imagine in my opinion and made it worth going back personally so I think I would go back in the future All right, fam, that is everything. I hope you enjoyed this review. I very much want to hear your thoughts and comments um, on this festival. So please sound off in the comments. I know a lot of you guys might have had different experiences than me. um, And I want you to share your opinions and voice your opinions. So please drop those in the comments. Um, That is all I have for you guys this week. I'm going to skip the Rave Culture Cast recap this week because I've got to go to a wedding. Um, But Definitely tune in next week. I've got an incredible interview with an amazing German artist um, that I'm super stoked for. So we will have him on in next week's episode along with a full Rave Culture Cast recap. So again, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, a couple things you can do. You can subscribe. You can rate and review. You can join our communities. Um, any of the above share this to your Instagram story or just tell a friend about Rave Culture Cast like all of those little things make such a huge difference to me as a creator so thank you so much for your support Uh, love you guys and I hope you have an amazing week bye guys